It's the Pelone and Chubby Show with your hosts, Rick Salas and Guy Murray, talking about comedy and everything that crosses their mind. It's the Pelone and Chubby Show. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, yeah, Thank we you. look good. Huh? You look good. I'm good. You're looking right. good. We're good. All right. And we're on. We're live. Hello, good evening, and welcome once again to the Pelone and Chubby Show. I'm Rick Salas. And I'm Guy Murray. And it is November 8th. Can you believe it? It's almost the end of the year. Closing it out, man. It's going quick, man. Closing it out with style. We're here doing our uh, comedy talk with heart is what uh, it's been labeled. Uh, We're here every Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30-ish, 7.45, dropping a little knowledge, making a little fun. And uh, tonight we got a couple interviews. We're going to be interviewing uh, Matt Blagg. He's a comic in the San Diego scene. Also a uh, comedy legend uh, in San Diego, Mr. Bob Murphy, is going to be stopping in. We're going right. to do a little interview. It's going to be fun, guy. We're going to have some fun with it. Heck yes. But uh, this is episode number six, if you're keeping score at home. Episode Doesn't count the sodcast I did. Oh, uh, six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. Guy went out on a little venture one day and uh, went out and about... Try to get a pulse of the town, see what everybody's feeling. He got a little froggy, wanted to get on the air. Yeah, I did. So how was it? Was it fun? It was great, man. I was. Uh, it was just kind of weird getting people to talk to my phone because that was my recording right. device. And um, but you know, I did get some. Um, I got some good input. Uh, no one wanted to get it released so I could use it live. So next time. Nice, nice. Uh, good test it was, run. It was everything you uh, dreamt of. It was a good of. test run. It was yeah, a good test run. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. So maybe we'll try that again. Uh, so we're here. We're going to talk about a few things. Uh, first and foremost is going to be comedy, like always, but uh, some current event stuff. Something happened last night, guy. What it happened, was, uh, We had a little crisis at the house. Uh, I was eating dinner, and uh, uh, because I'm the pig that I am, I shovel the shit down super fast, and uh, I got nowhere to go, nowhere to be, but I feel necessary to uh, shove as much food as possible in my mouth and uh, and struggle with chewing it okay. with the, all my missing teeth. So uh, it, it's always a, a, an interesting uh, event. Uh, at any time, I could die. Oh, no. Right? No, so no, it's, no. Uh, so the, uh, the could die came into effect last night. What? So I... I'm eating some uh, some shrimp that was in a soup, and I take a bite, but it must have fell between one of the missing teeth there, <laughs> and I swallowed the thing whole. A whole shrimp. Right. So I wasn't sure at first if it went down the right pipe, because you never know, right? Ow, that hurts. And then, and then, and then your mind takes over, which is <laughs> even worse than swallowing the shrimp, because then flashes of... Uh, uh, you know, can I breathe? Right. Am I feeling a burning in my chest? Right. Uh, chaos start. You start sweating for oh no reason. God. And then it, the weird part said, you know, says it like, "Am I? Are we gonna have to call nine one one? Have one of those embarrassing moments?" <laughs> and then and other thoughts because I'm a sicko start going through my head like, "Am I wearing the right underwear? Did, oh did I shave my, my nuts?" <laughs> because of course, 
It's in my throat, but they're going to have to take off my pants. Well, I don't know comedy. why they always do that. Oh they got to check the goods. It has no, no like, correlation, no with, correlation yeah, to, yeah. with my throat being uh, jammed up, log jammed in my throat. So, uh, yeah, so all these things go through my head. You know, uh, uh, did I put on cologne? You know, does my ass smell? Uh, am I prepared for the hot nurse that's going to be helping me out the hospital? So all this is flashing through my mind, you know. Oh, my gosh. And so I'm starting to stress out, and I'm, like, afraid to close my eyes because I might not wake up again. <laughs> yeah, so here, uh, let's sorry. just say uh, it was an interesting evening. That's your luxury. I'm sitting here yeah, dying right that, now, man. That shrimp really wasn't worth it. Uh, maybe I'm going to have to start blending shit before oh, no. yeah i'm getting to that age where oh, i might no. have to blend it or chop it up finally to get it down yeah oh my goodness yeah. so uh, uh horrific, i'm a little embarrassed thing, uh i'm a little uh uh worried oh no worried that uh you know i'm gonna have to start wearing depends maybe <laughs> and drink uh drink it's, my dinner it's, through it's a, inevitable through a straw yeah, but at my age, it shouldn't. It shouldn't uh, be. It shouldn't be. But you know, it's it's all right. So not a big deal. This was a soup your wife had prepared. No, I got it from this fast food Chinese place, which is interesting because uh, we either make the Chinese food at home or drive like forty five minutes to get it because oh there's nothing in North County that's any good. As good as this place? Well, no. Well, no. So it's a new place that opened up. It's okay. so it's so shady that they it's even their name is like a knockoff of a theft. It's called uh, Panda Walk. Panda like, almost Walk. Almost like, what's the other one? You got Panda you got Express, the, yeah, right? Panda Express. Right, so it's the and same concept. The, and you got the Great Walk. Yeah, well, they made it look that, like, you know, like, so like Panda, Panda Walk. Express, okay. But actually, the food is like typical fast food. Because you taste the MSG. Chinese. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if they want to spend the extra money using the MSG. <laughs> uh, it, you know, but for some crazy reason, their soups are very good. Very good soup. Yeah, so if you're going to go there, order the soup. But uh, it's actually very tasty and pretty close to the real deal. And deadly, as I understand. And, and yeah, if you uh, have you trouble eating, a- if eating for you is uh, an adventure uh, <laughs> and you might die at any time, then be careful with the shrimp in the soup. So it, they didn't put the disclaimer on there, we are willing to kill balding middle-aged comedians. That's right. And uh, speaking of disclaimers, I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Some of the subject may be uh, too much for kids. So we're going to put the explicit uh, language, explicit material warning out there. Listen at your own risk. If you're super sensitive, then tune into some cooking show or some evangelist because it's going to be way more, uh, yeah, more palatable for you. More palatable. I like that. If you want to have a good laugh and talk about stuff. Then that's what we're here for. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff. Yes. What's is, on your list of uh, stuff to talk about? This has been an amazing week. Uh-huh. Um, I saw some more pics from work. Nice. 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 Uh-huh. I, I, I don't like let them all out at one time. No. I, mean, I was still enjoying those. Right. Uh, very, I might, very I nice. might want to... Uh, Come visit one day. Get employment at that place. There's some... Uh, well, today we were doing our... Um, well, we're converting um, our benefits packages, and so we're going over with a new uh, insurance Boring. company, and we're getting our insurance, and we're getting all our stuff in. But they had all these beautiful young ladies walking through the office. That's not that so were, bad. that wasn't so bad. That was the That's benefit. So yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, they got all my information. They can see that I'm married. So whoops. 
I can't play the role on that one. You know, no. I'm not no player. I'm not a hustler. But the young lady that was interviewing me doing my paperwork. Right. Beautiful. Nothing wrong with that. Mm. Did you explain you're not looking for anything long term? I told her I was not looking for any long term. <laughs> um, only, you know, minimum coverage, you know. and so, Maybe a friend for lunch? Yeah, a friend for lunch, perhaps. No, to have ass lunch, really. Um, yeah, you know, make sure she got that 401 okay. <laughs> um, so we could tied up all our benefits, got the proper coverage, had to cover the dental. Sure. And she was just amazed. I knew all this information about my wife and everything. I'm like, oh, you know. But I'm sitting there. I'm trying to figure, like, some ins and some outs. Sure. <laughs> literally <laughs> literally looking for ins and outs sorry folks i know it's sexist whatever and um, get over it melissa car what's up we had a Key we had a good conversation i was already breaking the one of the guys there was one guy with the team uh-huh. and um i already you know busted him on just corny stuff like you dropped your eyeball he looked right. he's totally gullible he goes but i'm the joker i'm supposed to be the one i was like no 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 not on my watch yeah. i own this place homie this yeah. is me and all these women mine and I just claimed your little hustle that you brought up in here too. So, What's, oh, uh, so yeah, the one guy and he like four girls and I just put the I put the put the put my foot down right, right. on how possible you know how I'm holding that down you know <laughs> so it was great uh, to be able to like take his little harem as part of my own and uh, uh, I was it's funny how they always want to be the Joker right they do want to be the Joker like they but, come you know, in find a guy that's gonna make them laugh I was the man I just took yeah. a, I took I took that little title from him like, like right away I'll, I'll be out somewhere and somebody's talking shit right yeah and they like want to be the the comedian or like you know. I'm super funny, right? And I'm like, really? You don't want to do this? That's It'd be like if I was right holding now. a gun, right? And uh, and you start talking shit to me, right? It's gonna be that bad. Oh, I'm gonna murder you. Oh my god, it's gonna go down too. Like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna emotionally right. murder you. Yeah, so you I'm need to stop and walk away. Just walk away. Smallest compound. <laughs> just walk away. Dust, roll it up and smoke it and give it back to you. Pass it and blunt oh, it off. So it yeah, it was, that was you know, and then there was like. You sure are a funny guy. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I give him the business card, the funny guy. So, all right. So we've been Follows talking. Up. We've been talking a little bit. Um, we we might go ahead and Matt Black's in the house. He just walked in. Uh, it's going to be our interview. Yeah. Yeah. They're going nuts. Listen to them. Literally. But uh, uh, we have here's. We talked before about sponsorships and all that stuff. And the whole idea with the sponsorship isn't to fill our pockets, line our pockets. It is to uh, improve our show and make it better, uh, add equipment, maybe, you know, just more professional. So oh, here's, well. here's, the, here's the deal, people. Uh, we have two microphones, and we're going to be interviewing somebody. So we're going to be passing the mic back and forth. You can't see it, but you're going to feel it you're a little bit. But, you know, air swooping by if the you microphone. want it to be better, then send some fucking money. <laughs> send what we need cash, loot, green backs to make the show a little bit better. I got an idea. Go ahead. What is it? Um, sound effects. Yeah. We got to do sound effects. Let's that, do some. That's, that's, that's a given. Right. Um, but not I'm cheesy. Slide. No, no, not cheesy. Right. I'm going to slide over in the booth. If Matt don't mind, I'm not going to touch him or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, and we, we can pass it. Like, if you want to add. He's good. We can do sign language if you want to add in. All right, so let me give, I got to give a proper intro because whether it's on stage or it's for the podcast, we got to do proper intros. Uh, today, our uh, guest uh, has been in the San Diego scene for a long time, actually. He started, I believe, when he was maybe 15, 16 years old or something. And I remember he used to go out to the comedy clubs and he'd have to stand outside because he wasn't allowed in the bars and stuff. And uh, then he'd pop in, do his set, and then leave. And uh, he did a couple shows for me uh, up in the North County. Uh, great job. And uh, we're fortunate to have him as a guest today on our show. So everybody, please help me welcome to the show, the Pallone and Chubby Show, Matt Black. Thanks for coming in, Matt. Thank you. Thank All you right. for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it, generally. 
Are we a little hot there? You killing it. All right. All right, good, good. Hey, sorry for being late, by the way, guys. It took me over an hour to get here. I used to travel from North County right. down to San Diego, so I thought I knew the drive. Right. But apparently coming northwards, it's a different animal on the 805. I did not realize what a oh, beast yeah. the 805 is. It took me like an hour and a half to get here. I left at like, I'm not joking, I left at like 5.15, 5.20, and I just now got here. Yeah, if you're ever so going to travel me, on the 5, so after 7 o'clock's the move, because then it's, yeah. it's nice and quiet. Everybody there stopped off to get something to eat at the strip joint. Or went home to see Mama, so you're good there. But no, it's cool. Uh, you know, your perfect timing because we had just started. We had only been talking for maybe ten minutes. It was mostly me and guy with a lot of uh-huhs. <laughs> Shut the hell up, man. That's my, that's my, that's my tagline. <laughs> He's like my wife. <laughs> that's a good tagline, man. If no one laughs. At least you get the laugh in there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. So Matt, I was talking about uh, you starting out in the comedy scene. Yeah. Am I? Pretty accurate on the age. Uh, give age us a little. Was, uh, age was 17 as far as like when I actually started doing stand up. Because actually, calling places when you're young, people don't even want to let you in. Um, what's up? A little closer. Oh, sorry, you couldn't hear me? Oh. Yeah, normally when you're doing stand-up, you can hear your own voice, so it's a right. weird, weird concept right now where I don't know if I, like, the volume I am towards the listeners. Right, well, here's, <laughs> like, I was talking about the sponsorship. One of the first things we're going to get when they send this money in is headphones, headphones so we can sure. actually hear ourselves, yeah, yeah, like a real show. <laughs> yeah. No, we actually can probably plug our, our, our other ones in. I, I got a Generation 1 Beats by Dre in my car right now. Oh, I yeah. can maybe plug that, that in. super cool. It's, it barely works now because it generates the first right, one. Right, it's, right, uh, right. I got it from a thrift store for two bucks. For my, the, 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 well, yeah. what they plug in for pop profits for the company is a degenerative aspect on there where they solely degenerate, and then you got to go buy another one for 500 and something dollars. But now here they have financing. Oh, yeah, so it's perfect, yeah. It's beneficial. Or a layaway program. <laughs> well, because it's black. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Mexican, so I can say that. All right, so Matt, 17 years old, you started out. Give us kind of like a uh, a brief uh, a summary of your comedic career from 17, what you had to kind of go through, because our show is, is, is dominated by comedy. We talk about the comedy scene, but we For also sure. talk about current events and stuff, so yeah. it's kind of cool to hear from other comics, like, you know, what they went through to, to get to where they're at. And you have an interesting story because most guys start when they're a little bit older. Yeah. So I mean, now I feel like an old motherfucker. I just turned 25, so it feels like sorry, like I've been doing it for like right. eight years. So I really feel like old, even though, I mean, you know, I'm not old. Like, you probably roll your eyes when I say that. But I still feel, because there's people, it's weird for me to hear people that are younger than me. You know what I mean? That yeah. are like around. Well, it's, but not, I, it's not so much your age. It's like how many years you've, you've put in so far. You yeah. Know? Well, I know, a big thing for me when I started was weird to not be able to see, like, I wanted to see the show before you go and you're sort of going in blind because someone could have done so someone could have said something about someone in the crowd and you have no idea they said that because you're not allowed to physically be in the room yeah. so literally you could be, someone could have been making fun of someone's weird whatever like shirt or hair or like whatever they're making fun of and you had no idea it happened and you go in and you make fun of that and everyone's like yeah we already heard that motherfucker but so it's like the you guys had that, no idea the guys that have been sitting in there that do hear it and yeah. sound like an asshole and say the same thing what's their excuse <laughs> <laughs> No, but it makes sense what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, that, yeah, there's got to be, and there's got to be a whole bunch of other things. Like sometimes when you're sitting there and you listen to all the other comics, you kind of either get a little motivated, but at the same time, at least, uh, like if they've all been shitty, at least it doesn't affect you, you know, as much. Like you're not, you're not jaded by it or like, hey, you know, uh, thank you, uh, you know, brought down by them because so many. Crash and burn, crash and burn, crash and burn. And then it kind of is like a domino effect, and then all everybody after them crashes and burns. 
a big thing for me also is like you know networking comedian like a big thing for you as far as like it's always networking like you kind of just have to be constantly doing it and uh, for a lot of people like I know my friends say it's hard for them to really like be friends with someone if they see their set and they absolutely hate it but right. for me all I knew was when they came out of the club so it's just like right. I so like you didn't have I saw, to lie. it honestly made me sort of like because yeah like I couldn't judge someone based on their set because I didn't see their set so I was all just like honestly I was probably closer with the smokers because they would come outside and smoke right. cigarettes outside. And I would be like, oh, these are my friends because they're the ones that come outside. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's kind of, a, uh, it's no secret. I'm an asshole. And everybody knows it, you know. But at the same time, I am giving. Like, I'll help you no matter what. Whether you, whether you deserve it or not, I still try and help in some way. I'm a giver. But I, I'm also honest. And sometimes I'll do a club where I don't really care for the people or whatever and the comics were really shitty. And I'll go up on stage and I say, crowd, as, as, a, as a crowd, you need to do the right thing tonight. Everybody always has a habit of when you come off stage saying, nice set, nice set, nice set. I need you to do a lot of these comics a favor. If their set was shitty, tell them. Please, tell them. And me especially. Tell me. If it was shitty, that's refreshing. If I come off the stage and I had the worst set ever, tell me. You know what? That was really shitty. I'll tell I'll you be if like, you Thanks. ask. That's how I am. I'm, I'll say it with my body. I'm not going to go over and like, I'll just leave you on your own. Because for me, if I have a bad set, I don't want to be talked to at all. I want to be in my own bubble. I probably won't even say goodbye to you. I'll just like, I'll just leave. Um, but what if it was a really a good set and you just felt like it was a bad set? It'd be nice for somebody to be honest, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And tell you, you know what, Matt? That was pretty shitty. <laughs> so then you're like, fuck yeah, that's why I feel the way I do. Right? But, you know, you never know. Like, I know the last time I was at the Comedy Store in La Jolla, I had a horrible set. Horrible, horrible, horrible set. Just a few months ago, right? Yeah. Not to be it, like, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I, don't know, but I remember seeing yeah, your face. I remember awful. the set. I, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was recording the whole thing. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I was reassured because nobody talked to me. <laughs> right? They went up to Rich and they were like, oh, good job. And then I got the fucking shoulder. So I was like, oh, it was that bad. <laughs> but no, I appreciate that more than somebody coming up to me and lying to me and saying, yeah, that was a good set. Bullshit. I know it wasn't a good set. I know it was terrible. But most of the time at that club, I've had pretty good sets, and I, I like that club. I don't like going through all the bullshit, you know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't play the game right. I never have at any of my jobs. I've never been PC. I, I really, you know, uh, I'm there to work, like I told you before. We have a contract. The contract is I put in the work, and you pay me. And it's done. I don't have to kiss your ass. I don't have to suck your cock. I don't have to do nothing. You know, I don't even have to be your friend. You know, we're even. If we get along, great. But, you know, I'm not going to go in there and play the game and fucking tell you, you know, you're a nice person and you're really a piece of shit, you know. <laughs> but, no, that's cool to hear that, you know, you, you're the kind of the same way in the sense that if somebody asks you, you tell them the truth. Yeah. That's nice. I, yeah, I just don't go out of my way to be like, you, because for, I don't know, I always, I'm under the assumption that someone knows when they did bad, which I found is not the case. I could, yeah. I mean, I could name names right now, but there's, there are people that I'm very close with where, like, there's been a couple of times where, like, I want, like, I was like, hey, how'd you do? I try to lead them into it because they... Right. Because it was such a horrific set, I was just right. I wanted to comfort them, and they're like, "You did pretty good," and I was just like, "Oh my god, we're not like not friends anymore." Almost, right. I mean, we weren't like we were not coworkers. <laughs> but now I'm getting too much, but yeah. No, no, you want to know if they're a lying piece of shit too? Because yeah. if I mean, it was no, something they're not important. lying to me, they're lying to themselves. <laughs> right, right, that right. Was. Like you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I'm feel like I'm yeah, yeah. talking shit right now. No, <laughs> so. no, no, it's no, but you know what? It's it's not talking shit. It's talking the truth. It's keeping it real. And that's, I think... It's all about perspective, too, but they just have yeah. to have a very distorted perspective, yeah. I feel like, of themselves is what I was thinking. And it's only going to help them in the long run. It might hurt their feelings tonight, but uh, in the long run, it's going to help them as a comic. And uh, But some of the guys, like, they'll do a show here, and honestly, this is a, uh, it's pretty shitty. 
Uh, uh, honestly, this looks like a great venue for comedy. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's good. It, uh, no, I mean, the, the place TVs is nice. And the, yeah, well, the, <laughs> all this gets shut off. For sure. And we I'm put sure up a stage, gets, yeah. nice. and, you know, we do it right, but yeah, sometimes... I was, mean, I was kind of being sarcastic. That oh, I didn't mean to be at all. I'm sorry. No, the, <laughs> I was just the, trying to... The comics, though, that we have sometimes... Are pretty bad. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pitch as a workshop, right? That's what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I could I go, when I was coming here, I was like, great, I get to work out my brand new bits. Mm-hmm. I might fucking bomb harder than anyone tonight. Right. I don't even know. Zoltan like, jokes about this place <laughs> because he crashes and burns every time he comes here. Yeah. But the guy kills, you know. So. Yeah, but I mean, rooms to. We everyone needs rooms where like, the stakes aren't high. Because yeah. I'm about to go to the comedy store after this, yeah. and even if it's like ten audience members, my manager's in the room. I don't want to fucking perform poorly. I at least want right. to like be you know, like I want to be on par with everyone else. Otherwise, it's just yeah. it looks bad for his club, looks bad for me. But like yeah. a room where there's no really, you know what I mean? Just like, just Dude. like the night happens and there's no one seeing it. That's gonna affect it after. You know what I mean? Like you a got, room where it just yeah. You got guys. This is the third time ever. Yeah. You know, but some I mean, of them are pretty yeah. good. Uh, but some of them are terrible, terrible, terrible. And they come off the stage and they're like, dude, fucking killed it. I'm like, oh, my God. That's why like, I don't like the delusion. Because my first couple times, I almost quit after, like, my third time is when I actually did decent. I mean, if I quit, I would have probably started again like, a month. Yeah. But I was like, I almost were, like, I had to, like, like, because like, when I was seven, like, I didn't have the confidence. Anyway, I wasn't a confident person to begin with. Right. And I just bombed super hard at the low-hit to the point where I got, like, maybe one laugh my whole set. But I was aware of that. And then my third set, I actually did well. I also didn't understand that my first two sets, I went up first and second. My last set, I got popped in number 16. The audience was actually there, where before I was performing for five people and said it was 50. So obviously, there's more laughs, there's more people. Um, but it's, yeah. It's tough, you know, because sometimes, even though it's a, uh, the comedy store is a comedy club, Bonafide Comedy, I think it's probably one of uh, uh, two uh, Bonafide Comedy Clubs in San Diego. Uh, the Comedy Store in La Jolla and the American Comedy Club. I don't really like how the American Comedy Company is run, uh, yeah. but uh, it's, it's actually run really shitty. Um, but uh, I mean, it's different. But they bring in big names. Yeah. Uh, it looks like an East Coast underground. It has a cool vibe to it, you know. Underground in California is very unique. Right. And also, it makes me worried that if there was an earthquake, we right. would all die underneath. Because, <laughs> like, there's a reason why underground clubs aren't a thing in California. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Because we're on a fault line. <laughs> we're always delusional. We always uh, uh, never think it's actually really going to happen. But, uh, I, so, but I think, that, I think it, it's a cool-looking club. It's a nice concept. They bring in big-name comics. Uh, I just think the rest of us run a little shabbily. Which is why comedy clubs as a whole don't succeed because they don't run them as a real business, and that's that's where uh, they need to step it up a little bit. And everybody just uses the excuse that the economy's fucked up, that a lot of things. But people still need entertainment to get away from the everyday hustle bustle, all the all the letdowns, all the not making as much as I used to. And if you can make it affordable, like everybody still goes to the movies, you know, they still do that. I mean, they're going less. I yeah. Mean, I feel like that. I'm, I know I don't have the statistics to back right, this right, up. Right, right, right. spend five minutes Googling this, but I know they're going less than they used to. They right. have to be, you know. Right. I mean? But the comedy clubs could, yeah. could still, because live entertainment's huge. People enjoy comedy. So I think if, if marketing is a little bit of an issue, plus when you actually go to the place, the service is a little suspect at some of the places. You know, and it should be. It's still like a restaurant. It's still uh, an entertainment establishment. You should still be treated nicely. And I think they could step it up a little bit on that. 
Yeah, well, anyway, speaking of someone that also like, because being a regular at the comedy store, I also have to work there. Right. I don't just like, I'm not just like performing and leaving. I have to work, so I'm part of that service sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And people get really aggravated about it. But some people, I mean, I guess the way some comedy clubs are ran, but people get mad if they don't get their drink right away. Yeah, yeah. So, like, to be like early show comedy store, everyone gets their drink pretty much like five minutes after you order it. Sure. Uh, which is like, you know, they're going back, they're ringing it in, like, that's a, a decent time. But then late show, everyone, 200 people come in at once. If you're in the back row, you're not getting your drink for probably like 20 minutes into the show. And some people find that, like, they get really mad at that. And whenever anyone gets really mad, I just tell them to come to the early show because it'll get better. Because it just makes sense. Like, we right. seat everyone within 15 minutes. I don't know. Do they work at a zone from the stage towards the back? Or how is that? It's always, I mean, yeah, so, because uh, I'm a seater. I mean, now, now I don't normally see. Now I'm, now I'm working, like, very back, like, in ticket booths. So I don't have to deal with people's shit, okay. which is nice because okay. I've been there for a while. But if we're seating, always front to back. Um, so people, if you're in the front, you're right. going to get your drink soon. Well, if you're in the back, so you're kind of rewarded for being early in line. But, I mean, I guess people in the back should get their drink. I don't know. And you can go to the bar, but then... You get um, whatever. This is just getting within. Yeah. I shouldn't actually even be talking. Well, about no, this no. Song. But you know what? Some people don't like to sit close to the stage, or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. one of the disadvantages. If you sit in the back, yeah. you have to wait a minute for your drink. You know, I don't think that's. And they're good. always welcome to buy a drink at the bar, but they're right. like, oh, dude, people just get mad about certain things. I don't even want to talk too much about it because I'm talking about my workplace. But like, <laughs> now that I realize, yeah. well, unfortunately, they can't do anything with the assholes yet. They haven't passed a law that you could just shoot them uh, on the spot when they're being assholes. So until then, we got to deal with them. And they're never going to be happy. They're always that way in life. So whatever, shit happens. But I'm saying, like, uh, um, if you want to increase business, and it's just like any business, then you got to be staffed and prepared to become bigger. And a lot of places, they want to cut uh, their costs by understaffing. And, uh, event, you know, you're going to have unhappy people. That's just normal. So it's kind of tough, man. It's uh, it, it, You don't want to waste money you want to be there tomorrow but at the same time you need to give good service and it just as a whole comedy clubs you know like you know they don't serve food there you know as they, so you don't have that aspect of it you know usually when there's a kitchen serving food a lot of people are a little more uh i don't know maybe uh, a little bit nicer because their tip depends on it you know so it, it, whatever but uh i think i love that place i think it's a good uh it's a good club if it was closer to my house, I'd probably be there a lot more. Uh, but, um, you know, whatever. It is what it is. So uh, what, what, um, what's the future plans? What's your, uh, your, other than where you work, what's your favorite club to perform in? I mean, I honestly, like, this isn't just like, Comedy Store is my favorite place. It's right. the first set I ever did. Other uh, than if, that, we're talking, if we're talking rooms, rooms, not even clubs, just rooms, any rooms. Rooms, clubs, where's... The stats on Adams Avenue. Um, I don't uh, know if you've ever done it. Yeah. It's like a, they have a theater next to it. Um, yeah, they got a theater next to a, next to a coffee shop that the coffee shop owns. And it's been ran for almost 10 years now. And it's one of those, probably the longest running room other than, um, other than the, uh, any club. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's like the biggest non-club room. Uh, how's the how's the crowd? How's the turnout? Crowds always like it used to be. So it's funny because it used to be like you couldn't even walk through the aisles. Uh, like that's how many people we had. Seats about seventy. There'd be like a hundred people in there, wow. and it was great. And it was uh, and then eventually we realized like the fire marshal got a whole like got a, like got rumor of the fact like you couldn't walk through the aisles, and they kind of went there and cracked yeah. down. So now it'll still be like seventy people. It's funny too because like right around the corner, literally like fifty feet from this venue, is a fire department. <laughs> So the fact that the fire marshal took like right. seven years to notice that like you couldn't walk through these aisles is right next to him. There's the issue with that uh, earthquake. 
Yeah, but it's like uh, not like, great venue, great coffee shop, and it, it's every time I do it, it's amazing. And you uh, you see all the like the names on the wall. Jason Mraz is because uh, he's from San Diego. His right. name is on the wall because it's a music venue. Oh. They do comedy once a week. Uh, what night? Is, uh, comedy's Tuesday. Open mic is Monday. You can do comedy on Mondays. Um, they give you five minutes instead of ten minutes, uh, as opposed to musicians, uh, which uh, they Tuesday? also. Tuesday. Tuesday's the comedy night? Tuesday is comedy, um, which is like a private comedy show, not an open mic at all. Right. Uh, Monday is open mic. It's a lottery system, but they don't make you sit there. They draw everyone's names at the beginning. Uh, we say like ACC, uh, your names are drawn as we go. So right. you might sit there for two hours and not get drawn, where at least the stats you find out within 15 minutes, right. even though well, it's the same good. system, but you at least you don't waste your time. Yeah. Well, there. here, I don't know if you've heard or whatever, I blast it. There's no sign-in time. So you show up whenever you want, as long as it's before, like, 9.30. Uh, there's no limit on how much time. Like, you might come up and say, hey, I'm preparing for this show, and I want to do my set. Uh, I need to do, like, a half hour. If you let me know in advance, no problem. I'll let you do a half hour. So it's kind of cool in that way. It, it, we're flexible. Uh, do as much time as you want. I'm actually uh, preparing for my open mic set at American Comedy Company. So if you can give me three minutes, I just really need to hash out these three minutes. You know yeah. I, mean? I just really need to fine point this. Uh, All right, that was a joke that didn't land. I don't know if, three, I don't know if that made three, sense. Three minutes. Hey, you know what, though? That's right. funny because three minutes sometimes can be harder than 15 minutes because you only have that three minutes to shove in a oh, bunch of shit into three minutes yeah. where 15 minutes you can kind of, you know, smooth into some of your jokes. Yeah, especially and, depending on your style. For uh, me, I'm more like jokey-jokey, uh, so it's very, like, uh, shorter sets always. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to ask for less time. But, yeah, like, I know people that are storytellers, and, so like, uh, three minutes, like, how do I tell this one story uh, in three minutes? For, for me, I'm like, three minutes, I was like, all right, I'm doing these three to four jokes, uh, so that's kind of how I am. It sounds like you did, like, four or five lines before you got up there. Let me get the whole story in yeah. in three minutes. It's not going to happen. I like that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, so let me ask you this. What's been like the oddest thing or story that you can tell from any of the shows that you've ever done? What, what was that? Something that happened that I was just like, what the fuck? What? Did that really just happen? Does it have to involve me or can it just be around comedy? Whatever, in yeah, just comedy uh, in I'm, general. Because now uh, I wish I could prepare because I really could feel like I could have thought of something better. There's one story that's coming to my mind right now. That's not right. So there was uh, when I this is when I actually so when I turned eighteen because I wasn't allowed in any comedy club. So I got a job at the Comedy Palace as a door guy, right. so I could actually at least watch, and they gave me a spot like once a week. Um, uh, so I had to work security as uh, an eighteen year old telling twenty like nineteen twenty year olds they couldn't come in, which is felt, felt like funny in itself. Right. But, like I was telling people older than me, you're not allowed in here. Uh, but uh, there was this girl that was dared by her friends to jump on stage while Guam Felix was on stage. And oh, yeah. she jumped on stage, but he didn't notice. So there was a good 30 seconds to a minute. I forgot, but where he was just doing a set, not noticing that a chick was on stage. And then he <laughs> noticed that everyone was laughing and he sensed something was wrong. Cause someone, and, he turns, and he tried to get her to come off and she wouldn't. Eventually, our secu- actual security guy like, just was uh. like, get off. But it was like there was a minute where he did not realize she was on stage and she was just sitting on the stool. Just drunk, drunk girl, like 22, 23, just dared yeah. by your friends, wanted attention, whatever. Uh, God, I feel like there's probably weirder stuff. Like that streaker running across uh, the field at a football game. I wish she was streaking, frankly. <laughs> I wish it would have been she more hot? entertaining. Yeah. Uh, she was, I mean, 20 to 20. Yeah, that, was your, that was your chance to, like, rip her off the stage and grope her at the same time. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, there's some, I've had some crazy, crazy things. It's funny, we, we're doing this interview, we're talking about 
you know, how you came up in the ranks. Now you're at the comedy store uh, working and performing and uh, doing, doing your thing. Uh, it's funny how this whole interview happened. I was telling Guy about it earlier. And we're, uh, we're, I, was, uh, post, I was posting something online on Facebook about Colin Kaepernick, which if, if uh, you guys out there that are listening. I think Rick is obsessed with Kaepernick. Yeah, so he, a Guy will tell you that I give a Kaepernick update every show we do. Every I show. post stuff on there about, and, 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 and here's my thing with him, and just to recap real quick. Recap. I got you. So, I like that. I like so here's here here's my thing with him. I don't have anything against him personally. I don't have anything against him as a football player, other than I think his days as a quarterback are over, and he was hired as a quarterback. All right, I have a problem with his timing, coming out and making this stand, or lack of a stand, during the national anthem. So uh, his timing is suspect. Because it all correlates with him going out with this chick, his girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, whatever her status is right now. She is one of the higher ups in the Black Lives Matter movement. All right. So what better way to show your wife or girlfriend that you care than to make a huge stance like this? I always like to say next time, how about a six carat diamond ring? And then you still have your job to pay for that thing or bring home some flowers, you know, the old fashioned way. Uh, to show that you care about what she does for work or what but she I feel does like very as much a person. Simplifying the issue, we're saying like he did it to impress his wife, or he did it, and also like I'm because the big thing. I'm saying I mean, timing. Yeah, I mean same timing, but correlation doesn't equal causation. Just because some two things happen together doesn't mean they cause. That's why right. some guy dropped his sandwich while 9/11 was happening. He caused 9/11 because the sandwich dropped at the same oh, time. You're talking <laughs> <butterfly> <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. I know, but you're just saying because two things happen at the same time doesn't mean that they're related. Right. Even okay. if they happen around each other. That's doesn't why mean, they doesn't throw, mean they're related. Just that's why they're throwing the allegedly. Right. Yeah. Allegedly. Well, here's the thing. Roger Goodell, the commissioner of football, today said people don't come to football games to get. Uh, what do you call uh, uh, essentially preached to you know or or th- a cause thrown on them you know so they're there to watch a football game right he's hired for that and like that's why I always say what he does on his spare time like some people like to go out to the schools and talk to the kids go to the hospitals and talk to the cancer patients and stuff if he wants to go out and talk uh, yeah, I mean, racial he has, inequalities. He has done stuff other than just his on-field. Yeah, right, right, right. He's, he donated a million dollars sure. to uh, some. I wish I had all the information. Yeah, yeah. I know, but he's done other things right. other than what he's but done. But was it field. before, or after all this bullshit? Uh, I mean, I mean, after. But like, right. uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, you're speaking like, am I acting like an expert or anything? Right, right. But it was more about just like, yeah. But one thing I didn't like is also, uh, I, I believe what you said at the beginning was like his relevant, his, his relevance. Sorry, <laughs> 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 fucking speaking like a drunk asshole. Um, his relevance as a person, like, because uh, you were saying that he wouldn't be relevant if he got hired and then, um, and then say performed poorly, poorly as a quarterback. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, uh, if he performed poorly as a quarterback, uh, he would still be relevant because of what he was bringing up. So well, let me tell you this though. Just this week, just to show you, as a whole, owners of football teams right now, there was a team that was in need of a quarterback. They went out. And they hired a guy, signed a guy that has been out of football for three years. And when he was in football, he was shitty. He was terrible. He was a flop. But that's how much this guy is not even on the fucking chart radar. All right. So 
I'll pipe in real quick. No, yes, sir. I've been taking over your it's, mic. Um, it's, it's the NFL and the whole organization thing that's creating these little storylines to get us to still watch. We've, we've put a blind eye to it right. because of these stances, the no. kneeling and everything. So they need storylines. They don't have a good enough one. And with this, this is just So you think issue. it's all so just TV? It's all TV. It's all entertainment. But then, I mean, The sportsmanship is gone a long okay. time ago. So Fine, it's, because it's, it's a business. With the kneeling thing, it's not even like, it's not even about his message anymore. It's all about like, it literally like, they're showing the anthem. They don't even show the flag. It's all about no. people kneeling. Right. Like, what are the yeah. players doing? Well, like, that's what it's all about okay. now, which what? is dumb because it takes away from his message and it takes away from the game. Well, let me ask so you this, it's, though. It's shitty to both sides. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this. It's a, it's a, it's a business, right? It's no different than any other TV show that's on. You know, it's like um, uh, America's Got Talent or, 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 or whatever, The Voice. It's a TV show, so they're trying to make a storyline. They're trying to get more listeners, you know? Well, okay, so it's yeah, like so wrestling. You create your referee so, dis, you know, discomfort, right. so you get you some drawn-in refs. Right. You, you, put, you know, put your emphasis on something. If you got a problem... You gotta have an issue that make yourself relevant. My, and NFL has been dropping. My only heart on that I have for all time. this shit is, is uh, why does everything always have to go to the victim, to the black card, to something? Like, why? 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 Why can't it That's just be? Not the case, but we, we, we I'm just saying. Why is it black and white all the time? Why does it always become a race issue? Why? Why? That's what this country, everybody's fucking racist. Black people are racist towards white people. White people are racist towards black. The Mexicans hate black people. So what are we talking about, you know? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? What's that, Matt? One is the reaction to oppression. Like, one is oppression. The other is the reaction to that oppression. Okay, so is there still really, truthfully, oppression going on? I mean, obviously, there, I mean, I can't even fully understand it myself, but I know that it is. But, but, but just based on the fact that Kaepernick was the only one taking a knee, look at how many other people are. And even aside from that, just I don't, it's definitely a thing. I wish I was more articulate right now. No, it's <laughs> fine. Crazy. Hey, okay, this so is not a show of articulation. Your thing, your thing and your, your, your own Kaepernick, I'm almost like right? suspect, I'm suspect on you. Um, what I hate black people so what? What? <laughs> hey, everybody on. knows that's not true. Ching, my hey, my ex-wife's uh, black. I hate her because she's a bitch, not because she's black. <laughs> but and then my daughter's half black. So when I say these things, like I had a buddy, we used to call him Angry Black because he was angry about everything, right? And so he'd always come up to me and be like, "Why is this stuff happening? Like, you became a sales manager and I'm still a salesman after like I was in the car business for 20 some years. So he's like, "Why am I not promoted?" Is it because I'm black? I said, of course it is, right? So then every time he'd come to me with some kind of problem or whatever, right. he's like, why is this happening? Because I said, because you're black, fucker. That's why, you know? Because that's what he wanted to hear. That's what he believed, right? So it became a joke, you know, okay. like, you know, like a joke. I'll so, buy that. right. So we just, all, we ended up calling him, like, that was his nickname, Angry Black. But I, I, I say this shit because one is real, and I don't like to tiptoe around shit, you know? And like where I'm from, Costa Rica, if you're black, people call you, hey, what's up, blackie? You know, but in Spanish. Or if you're fat, they call you, hey, Gordo, what's up? You know, but nobody takes offense to it because that's just what it is. But here, everybody's so hypersensitive about shit. Like, you can't even, like, say, you know, hey, call somebody, whatever, because then, oh, you're fucking, you're, you're, you're so intolerant. You're fucking, I'm going to tell HR and blah, 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 blah. You know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. Why is everybody so sensitive now? Why can't you just say what you feel, you know? And if you don't like me, turn around and walk the fuck away. Don't be in, don't, you don't have to stand near me. Whatever, you know? 
But now it's like everything's got to be so PC and like, oh, you're fucking insensitive. Like, even you said, oh, you're fucking insensitive. No, I'm not insensitive. I'm just not going to fucking, you know, be the defender of the world. The reason why shit happens to you is because you made choices in your life. And they were fucked up choices. I made fucked up choices. We went over that before. Everybody in life has an opportunity. It's it's, it's how you deal with it. The opportunity is given to you, you know. And sometimes you can look in your life and you can say, well, this shit happened because. And I had the chance to go a different route, but I didn't. For whatever reason, nobody's saying if it's right or wrong or whatever. But the shit happened. So you have this choice, right? And so you fucked up. Whatever. Or your life took its course because of the decision you made. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. That's reality. That's the way shit happens. It's okay. Nobody's judging you. I don't judge people. I just point it out, you know? Like, if, if a fucking retard's walking and falls down on the ground, and I can say this because my oh, daughter retard. is retarded, okay? Oh I'm going to say, look, the retard just fucking fell, right? Right? My daughter's retarded, fucker. I can say that, right? <laughs> If my other, you call her retarded. Just I do. Way. I say you fucking tarred. What is wrong with you? Or sometimes I call her fuck tarred for short. Right? What is your daughter? <laughs> Five years old, so she doesn't really know. I feel like when she gets older, she's gonna resent <laughs> this. <laughs> no, she's fine. She's fine. She actually laughs about statues. it. Yeah. She's gonna send your daughter this podcast right now. Don't ask how I have her in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, folks, hey, you're hearing you're a fourth voice uh, coming in here. This is Wait, Mr. Bob Murphy. I got to give, give him his proper uh, introduction. Uh, this is the Godfather of Comedy in San Diego. He's been doing comedy for longer than three-quarters of the comics in San Diego have been alive. Uh, that's why he looks like he does. <laughs> no, the voice is a little bit raspy. He used to do the Belly Up Club. He had a regular show there. Uh, he used to do Hennessy's downtown here in Carlsbad. He is a uh, San Diego legend, and it's our privilege to have him on the show, Guy today. Uh, Matt Blagg's here, so we got four of us uh, right here. We're gonna, I'm gonna let um, Matt and Guy kind of interview uh, uh, Bob for a minute yes. and talk about what's uh, what's going on in his life and give him some stories. I'm a fucking uh, 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 blowhard. I'm gonna go rub one out in the bathroom real quick. Uh, Firestone, Firestone, uh, Firestone beer, 805, my new favorite beer out there. If you're thirsty, you want to get your drink on, get an 805. <laughs> All right, Mr. Bob Murphy, take over. How you guys, how you doing? Bob Murphy. Hey, Mr. Murphy. I've seen you before. We've rocked, we've you. rocked, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, we've rocked the stage before. What's going on? Hey, brother, you, it's all about you tonight, man. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yes, My sir. favorite subject is yeah, me. That'll work. Is that 36 years? Is that? 36 years? Oh, damn. So is it, uh, so I'm 26. 26. Doing comedy? Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I started I'm, in uh, the late 80s. For sure. Yeah, my main question was like, uh, have you done it in San after, Diego? After uh, a divorce, I was forced okay. to find something else to do besides kill the bitch. So uh, I got into comedy. And I ended up doing a TV show here for two years called Kill Them With Comedy. And um, back when there was five clubs here, one right here in Oceanside, Pierre ran a place called Comedy Night. That was uh, a fun gig. The phone keeps slipping, so I'm trying to do technical stuff while I talk. Put on a lot of shows, know a lot of, oh, thank you, brother. Know a lot of um, uh, the comics that have made it out of San Diego. Know a lot of comics that still just showing up, supporting comedy. Right. It's about the laugh for me, you know. 
I had the opportunity to move to L.A. at one time, but I love San Diego too much. I couldn't do it, you know. So, Bob, my question for you for being in for so long um, and hanging, I would say, looming, um, did you tour nationally? Did you go out um, and did you go out like New York, hit other spots um, in all those years? Uh, I mostly stayed. I never did the road comic thing. Okay. Um, I've been to Arizona, up and down uh, California, here Sacramento. Um, I never wanted to get too far, I guess, away from home. Okay. You know, it, it just seemed too hard. And I got in kind of late in the game, oh, you know. Okay. Uh, I feel like I did. Now I'm 64, so it's like, you know, my bo- my mind is willing, but my body ain't. I'm a Harley guy, okay. you know, and my knees are giving out, and, uh, you know, the back's fucked up. People, you can swear on this, I assume? You're good. I mean, you know, I, I try know not to, but it slips out. Uh, and people always ask me, you know, hey, what'd you do before you got into comedy? Because I didn't do it consistently. Right. Every once in a while, I like to eat, pay the rent, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> pay the cell phone bill. So um, people ask me, you know, what'd you do before you got into comedy? Well, before I got into comedy, I used to be a carpenter, which puts me in pretty good company after all. Right. Jesus was a carpenter. <laughs> Except in all the biblical depictions, you never saw him doing any carpentry. You always he built saw him. Table, actually, you always saw him. Well, you always saw him. Mostly, you always saw him. Like it's an extra betrayal. Mostly, you always saw him standing around talking to a bunch of guys. I figured he worked for the city. <laughs> He's probably a foreman by that particular time. Now, see, to I told work. that joke on Comedy Central in 1991. Okay. And it still works. I like jokes that last a long time. I don't do topical stuff. Yeah, I don't I mean, do Jesus, po- that's pretty much po- political. Long, he's been around a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, 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 his position in time actually is time, so we weren't counting time until Jesus happened. So everything was AD. And then that's right. Jesus, so, you know. That's, that's I don't the think that's movie. actually true, right? Well, we we didn't really no, count it, time. People say before, because before Christ. No, but no, but that's like. But I, I wish I could BC tell you. BC or AD? No, BC yeah. AD. I know it doesn't stand for that. I wish I could tell you what it stands for. All right, so if it was before Christ, after death, however long Jesus was alive, there's like a 28, 33. He was alive for that. So there was like a 33 years where you didn't know right. what to call it because it wasn't before him. It wasn't after him. There was 33. Yeah, what do you call it? Damn, I bring up one Jesus joke and you guys go religious on me now. Oh, I'm not really. Oh, I'm not really. No, I'm just super analytical about I'm too many things. About no, no, I'm, I consider myself a spiritual person. Okay. Not, not a religion. I was raised Catholic. I'm very I, pessimistic. I, I grew up everything. in Detroit, just to tell you a little, you know, a little bit, which, which, you know, that's the reason uh, to leave. Why did you leave Detroit? It seems like such a great place. There's some good clubs in Detroit. And history. Oh my God. Some good clubs in Detroit too. Joey's, um, uh, Royal Oak. There's a uh, uh, castle. Uh, there's some good clubs there. So this was before the city burned and all the other stuff? And I left in 76. Okay. Yeah, so, left right before it got shitty, right? Right before it got shitty. Right before it got when shitty. When they were still, that really does show your age. Well, like, just like, well you, yeah, you in 71, we had the cars. oil embargo okay. in the Reagan years. Right. You know, I, I'm not a historian because I spent most of those years drinking and using drugs. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay, we'll say that. 
Yeah, but uh, today I'm happy to say that you know I'm 30 years without a drink. Okay, awesome. So awesome. Uh, a lot of my gigs and a lot reason a lot of people don't know me out there is is most of my stuff is uh, recovery shows. Okay. Recovery shows. Uh, actually, the the one show we have done with each other was at a church in East County somewhere. I think El Cajon. Um, it was one of the. It was like an NA meeting. Uh, oh yeah, we on that. I, it was, I yeah, don't remember. It was a nice bro. gig. It, I yeah. got a lot of dead cells up uh, there. For so. sure, yeah. I, you, was Shamatosh? Shamatosh. It was that as I show. Oh yeah, right on. Right I had on. very long hair. Yeah, if you remember that. that was, yeah, uh, I, I do hair. now. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure, right. for sure. That yeah, was a good show. Yeah. She killed. She yeah, we've killed. Been ever since I tried to get her booked out here, but I didn't have enough pull to really. I mean, I, I gave her the I names, she, but I didn't have any say. Yeah, like they wouldn't take my name. She drove here from Vegas. Okay. Didn't did that show? Drove back to Vegas after the show. I'm like, oh, sweetie, let me get your room. Come over, crash at my place. No, she insisted. She drove back to Vegas after a show. That's a strong comic. That's a strong comic. That's committed. Now I have a question. For okay. You. Um, for as long as you've been in, scenes change, things oh, yeah. change, and you've been around San Diego. Um, what's the one element that you see is still still alive? In San Diego comedy, besides the you. only, pre- <laughs> no, 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 no. The only reason is because people still like to laugh, right? And because of the times, people need to laugh. Okay. See, I'm one of those old guys that that grew up, you know, like seeing Pryor, seeing Sam Kennison, right. uh, you know, hanging out at the comedy store, going. Wow, I wish I could do that. You know what I mean? Uh, a guy named Rich Scheidner. If you know Scheidner, I watched Scheidner film. He was There was an improv in Pacific Beach. Okay. And I watched my buddy record him four nights in a row, hour and a half shows. Oh, yeah. Right? Wait, wait, wait. Every night was different. Right. What he was doing, he was, he was collaborating all his material... And he sold it to a guy named Rick Brown. Yeah. They want to see you again. That's right, because I'm good looking. Right. Well, see, what, I, what I know, like, road guys like Rich Scheidner, um, you can even say, uh, God, I'm, I'm lost on names right now, Rocky Osborne, you know, guys that have yeah. been in it and have been doing it for a while, right. they have a different element to it that they bring to the comedy scene. They, they, they live comedy. They are comedy. Right. Um, and then you can always put them on on the spot for a show, and they will deliver right. time and time again. A lot of these younger cats. I mean, Matt's been, Matt's been doing it for a while. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's well. Yeah, he, I can remember can how his, long was he can get that his, was ten years he can ago. Get off. He that can get show off. He can get off. we did, I think. I yeah. agree with half of those names. You said. <laughs> 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 I'll put Matt. I'll put yeah. Matt yeah. There. Yeah. Listen to me. There's some guys out there. That that think they're comics, but they're not. Right. So I you mean, know, they want to be comics. They want to be comics. God they, bless them. Hey, they just gotta get their start. You know? yeah, they gotta right. get their start. God bless them. But yeah. how do they sustain? But how do they sustain? All right, Rick. All right, Rick. All right, Rick. So give Rick um, another drink. <laughs> Firestone eight hundred five. Russian. I know what you're saying. We know what you're saying. Of course we do. So no end. Give them time. Everything. 
This crowd is starting to fill out here at the Tremont Bar and Grill. Yeah, We're talking on, on the Pallone and Chubby. Free comedy, Free man. comedy at the Oceanside Comedy Gym. And Rick is doing a really gym. cool thing, you know. He's offering comics stage time. Uh, you got to get stage. We're not a band. We can't rehearse in the garage no, you can't. or in a mirror. We got to have an audience. So we need the Live people at Oceanside, that. for Rick's sake, to come out here and fill up the room, man. Yep. Yep, that's yep. all a comic really wants, man. He wants to get paid. A little time. And he wants to have a good audience. Some recognition. You know, make, uh, uh, tell their jokes to. I don't know who's calling in. There's people calling in. That's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. They're Thank probably you. seeing if we're, we're, we're doing for some yeah, time. And they've, you know, some of you guys recognize me, like I say. Uh, uh, um, as far as being a road comic, it's a tough gig, man. It is. I know, I know people that do it consistently. And it's a tough gig. Uh, Lang Parker. Is, Amazing. Is a very good very, friend of mine. Yes, okay. And she is on the road uh, 50% of the time in LA, uh, working rooms and right auditioning. On. Uh, the other 50% of the time. And my heart goes out to her. That is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not easy. It's okay. not easy. Um, question. Question. Um, who's the most famous person you've worked with? You see, you wish Richard. Rich oh, you want me to name drop? Name man? drop. Just, just a little Alonzo bit. Alonzo Bowden. Nice. Okay. Hired him. Uh, we, I've done eight shows at the Belly Up. Okay. Which to me, best venue in North County. It's I love the Belly for, Up. Uh, for uh, music, I eight, say. Eight I've never shows. Never done for comedy. I wish I could. It's, I've it's, seen shows. It's music, awesome. Never, I go to the music awesome. there and I'm like, this place there. is acoustically great. Yeah. It's like crappy for a real live presentation, but it would be great for comedy, and I never went down. Yeah. Like, actually, I did go Hold, down there. Holds 500, 550. You used to get free tickets yeah. there all the time. So, so Alonzo Bowden, uh, uh, Michael Pace, Dat uh, Fan, of course. Okay. I've known Dad. Uh, Dad used to sleep on my floor sometimes. I'm, in, I'm in his black gigs. book. I, we did a couple shows at the at the comedy store. Yeah, yeah. And, Good uh, guy. I'm in his book. He's very happy for him. We haven't talked in a while. Tagging lines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you meant my it. black book? I thought That's, you meant a different thing. I'm in his black book. book. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can think of two different. I thought you meant black book is in like he like he's never gonna. Like, he's never gonna. Oh, talking, yeah. guys, also, black book could also now. Yeah, now it seems you like guys are going, you guys, Now you guys are going racial again on me. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know and, and I understand that. Like I said, I grew up in Detroit. Okay. And I have two ex-wives. Oh. I call them WW1 and WW2. All right. Now WW1, I I had to get divorced when I found out she was bisexual. If I didn't buy her nothing, she didn't get sexual. Damn, I walked oh, into thank that. You, thank, thank you. Thank you. I like that. Now, WW2, okay. different story. She's half black, a quarter white, and a quarter Puerto Rican. Which half of her was black? Well, if you, if you, if you do the math, that gives me a 75% chance of being stabbed. Yeah, yeah. But she you. was fine. Okay. So... People always say they're black from the waist down or the waist up. I would like it if you're, I'm black Which from the right, the right side, side only. I'm like um, half black, and half here. Um, my right side black, is yeah. black. Yeah. yeah. Right yeah. Because that's the side I lean to. Well, between Detroit and WW2, okay. you know, I got some black on the inside. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And Black by and, association. And by the way, let me see if you can see that. You they see, can that see that ring? On the, on the, on the, you see that ring? That's a nice ring. Everybody thinks that's a biker ring. I wear this because of Keith Richards. 
Okay. Dude, if you Keith, punch me with that, I feel like I'd get a badass tattoo. That's, I'd probably have a Keith Richard moment. It's the Richard same moment. ring that Keith Richard wears. Okay. You know why he wears it? Why does he wear that? He says, because that's what we all look like on the inside. That's dark. I like that's, that. That's pretty strong for yeah. Keith Richards. Okay. Which I think, I believe he's been dead for 10 years. Nobody's told him. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking to Bob Mur. Bob Murphy, and we got Matt Black. We're getting ready for the, uh, the uh, comedy yeah, gym right here at Oceanside at the Tremont Bar and Grill. You've been listening to the Pallone and Chubby. Two weeks ago, I announced that we were doing an outlandish call request, so I'll just insert the guy's call. He submitted his call. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't prep it or prop it for me. I don't so know I'm how just to work the phone. That. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to, to figure phone. out how to it's get cool. that to work into thanks, the life thing. Thanks for checking oh. into uh, uh, Rick's. You still uh, have a flip phone, right, Bob? Uh. No, I got one of them big, uh, oh, the butt size. You got the brick. I got the brick okay. with the no, no. I got, I got, I got one of them phones, but I don't know how to use it. You know what I mean? I got a droid, something, yeah. something. So but, when, but I hate them because of the spell check shit. <laughs> like I'll text something, hey, what's going on? And hit send, and it comes out, who's blowing one? Thank you. Sorry, Mom. It's you a know. suggestive yeah, text, man. You need to change that up. Yeah. It knows your vernacular. It knows what you're talking about. Yeah, so that's it's good. a new one. It's got to like get you used to. I you want to have a relationship for yeah. him to be automatically in your phone. Yeah. yeah, jump in here, guys. <laughs> you guys can Google me at, at Bob Murphy Comedian and, uh, you know, see some of my stuff. Be happy to, uh, uh, for you to look at it and see if you like it. I don't I, know, folks. If y'all want to Google Bob Murphy again, drop that one more time. Bob Murphy comedian. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, <laughs> I, I had Matt, a whole jump series in of here, questions, man. but because it's it's just inflammatory at this particular point. You're on your own, man. You're, you you threw some <laughs> jokes in there. I felt them. I couldn't have, couldn't avoid them. They were coming right at me, man. That's amazing. Um, so we do, man. That's what we do. That's what it, we do. It really does become part of you. Yeah. And sometimes it gets you in trouble. Yeah. So my word, you know, some comics have an off switch. I do. Okay. Some comics don't. And I believe that some, the, the ones that don't, they don't represent the, the craft. Right. As well as ones that, that do have an off switch. All right, switch. Here's, my, here's my question. Okay. Do you go out and say, I'm a professional comedian or I'm a comic? Well, do you... Uh, Comedian versus a comic, there yeah, is I mean, what, what there is a difference. Uh, a comedian is someone who tells funny things. A comic is someone who tells things funny. Now wrap your head around that. I am trying. That hurts. I cannot. That I cannot. hurts. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's so cerebral. For, for me, when I'm asked, I always say I'm an aspiring comedian because one, I'm not professional. Right. Well, do you know the difference between a professional comedian and a, and a non-professional comedian? That's when you can pay your bills to me. No. Professional comedian is someone who m- makes their main living off of just comedy. Well, that's what I was trying to say. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So I mean. That's so I a professional not. comic. Okay. They just. just so comedy. How do, you, how do you how do you answer that question? Or right when they when they when you say, "Oh, you're a comic," tell yeah. me a joke or be funny. Like, go. Yeah, oh, right. I, I say, "What do you do for a living?" <laughs> I'm a mechanic. Fix my car. You know, immediate, immediate. I always want to tell okay. you a joke. You know, I mean, joke okay. is a guy walks into the bar. You know, 
with the duck on his head. That's a, that's a, joke. a joke. I don't tell jokes. I, jokes. I tell stories. Okay. I tell stories about real life stuff usually. I embellish them and, and I, I twist them and give them a shock ending that stimulates right. the laugh. I mean, it's all I, about the laugh. I I'm consider, I consider myself laugh. a little storytelling, a little um, spin doctor. Um, actually, I got my start. And I was up in L.A. at the comedy store, and I was sitting there just spinning nice and re-spinning, um, re-spinning uh, Richard Pryor jokes. Right. crowd wasn't really liking. This was kind of the mid-room before they actually had the belly up top. Right. So... Um, you I get pulled. Re-spinning Richard Pryor jokes? I was re-spinning Richard Pryor jokes. What do you mean re-spinning? Okay, so let's hey, say, let's take his nature story. Let's take his Just, take his hunting story. Listen, and I'm, and everybody I, and I steals it, took, a joke at one time or another. Rob Williams. Rob Williams. This is Matt Black. Matt Black, you out. I'm out of this conversation. I'm Matt Black. Come back here. Rob Williams used to steal jokes. Oh yeah, Robin Williams is the man. No, but the, the way I, um, I was called to the side by a big, burly black guy, and he's like, uh, someone wants to talk to you. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? I'm sitting down, and he, I look up the table. It's Richard Pryor. And he goes, uh, that was pretty good that you're spinning that joke, but uh, let's don't do that anymore. And I'm like, uh, you know, I was appreciative. They did think right. it was wild that I was, was trying this? to spin it. This was uh, back in 80, 89. I was about to say, this, this has to be dated. If no, this is dated. Pryor himself, yeah, no, this Jesus is 89. Christ. So it was really wasn't like joke stealing per se, but I mean, you know, yeah, well, you've been around for a while too, man. And so, yeah, so I would just have this, like, you know. But then I went back into the room the very next day and was doing the same thing. I was like, I, you know what? I free range. I, I felt I was spending it enough. Right. So you know, you tweak it, you turn it, or whatever. It's still change it, you change it up, and make it your own. It, for me, it's, for it's me, the inspiration joke. of the joke shouldn't be someone else's joke. It should. If you have a topic and you wrote it wholeheartedly, uh, something you thought and something you saw in your own life, and then you happen to find out that it related to something another comic said, that's fine as long as they're different. But to see someone's con- like set and then tweak it, that's ne- never something that I'll ever approve yeah, of. So I mean, I took his hey, hunting story and put call it downtown. Yeah, call in, yeah, call in on do things, scene. text. For topics, text for questions. Jackson Bob Murphy's topics. got Rick's phone. You can call us on 760-JOKE-13. Yeah, yeah, I don't want like to hog the stage. I don't want to hog the... This is who's talking That's, to you guys, oh, okay. man. There's people going on. They say they can't hear Guy or they can't see Matt. Um, it's going yeah, to be man. live back on us. So play on. Yeah, we're going to record this, this and we're going to put this up probably later this evening. Shit. It's always Rick's big round face, man. Yeah, or it's his like, nose hair. You know, here's what's happening. This and is what's going on. This is the Oceanside Comedy Gym. It's a gym. great little room. Wednesday nights. Workout gym. Come work. It's a come cool thing Rick's doing. You guys need to come and support it or it'll go away. No, no, and, it's not going and, away. Look at this crowd. And, and, and there's nothing here. else in North County. There is very dry. Encinitas. Peabody's. Mr. Peabody. Is Peabody still going on? Man, I that don't count. About two weeks ago. Yeah. Is that it? Don't, that I don't count, man. County, and I it's drove official, to San Diego. A variety show, okay. Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> like where they can let um, the uh, creative juices flow. If you want to have some improvers do their little skits or do whatever they're going to do, like have a showcase. Have, we don't have any rules. No rules here. It's just got to be fun. <laughs> yeah. That we that won't helps. know it until you're on stage and you've been doing it for about seven yeah. minutes and you're like, well, you okay, you're yeah. done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, funny, funny house, you know. But you know, if you got a joke that you believe in, yeah. you might need to work it. I remember when Jay Leno 
was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. One thing I noticed, he was American Airlines' second most frequent flyer. That's a road dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was before the Tonight Show, of course. Second most frequent flyer. Two, he said sometimes he'll work a joke for weeks, changing maybe one word or twisting it, shortening it, to get it, to perfect it to where he wanted it. Big, big shout out for Jay Leno for being a good comic. Not go. everybody likes him. Uh, controversy over the Tonight Show, how he ended. Who cares? Great comic, great con contributor to the the craft of uh, stand-up comedy, yeah. and he helped a lot of people, much like Johnny. Yeah, now absolutely. I grew up watching Johnny Carson. At ten years old, I I don't know why I'd sneak out of bed. Mom and Dad go to bed after the news. I'd sneak out of bed, watch the Tonight Show. I loved it. They're drinking and smoking and, you know, yucking it up and, and borderline edgy, you know, right. almost swearing. Pretty women on there. I'm 10 years old. What I, like I don't know why. Was the open monologue was probably like the real comedy. The interviews and everything else like that. Kind of didn't well, really do anything for me. But that, he had writers. Monologue. You get the writers. Sure. Or you get to see that real comedy and that, that rawness. And the crowd's on edge because they just got hustled. They sat around all day. But, and then boom. But now there's like, what, 800, 800 channels oh on TV. God. Then there was three. Yes. So if you were on The Tonight Show, <laughs> man, your income went up. Yep. And if you got called to the couch, your income tripled or quadrupled or whatever. I've done shows with people that have done The Tonight Show, and they're still doing shows again. They, they don't even get paid anything sometimes. Yep. They're just really? doing it for the stage time. Right. I mean, I'm not doing even time. The Tonight Show. I mean, like late night shows in general. See, using the Tonight Show, like, but I know right. people have done like the Late Late Show, which is a lesser tonight. But like, they'll do that and then just come and perform for free, like right. not even getting paid. I mean, maybe there's some backhand deal I know. Well, I, don't I was know about, I was but. back in New York a couple years okay. ago. Highlight of my trip, New York. You got everything famous. You know, Manhattan had to connect. Got. Snuck into the Ed Selvin Theater, watched the show, went down. Guy told me, go ahead. Sat at David Letterman's desk. And I'm telling you, just the vibe, I had chills. <laughs> I, get, busting, my, huh? I get chills thinking about it, man. Sitting at Letterman's desk. You know, it got to where you were a Letterman fan or you were a, a Tonight Show fan for a while. And I became a Letterman fan. Uh, he he's sober guy too. Man, uh, he got sober in the seventies, late seventies. And um, where was I going with that? I don't know. But it really is all all about the jokes, and and it's us that are out in the trenches trying to keep comedy alive. You know, sixty four years old, I'm still doing it. I got a show coming up. Let me give you guys a plug. It's uh, not till February. But it's uh, a fundraiser for a local recovery uh, center, and uh, it's called Yuckaholics. Okay. This will be the third annual show I've done for them, and it's at the Seaside Center in uh, Cardiff. And um, we, we get 350 to 400 people at wow. that show. That's a nice crowd. Yeah. 
Yeah, those those big crowds do spoil you, because you, you you can't fail anything. <laughs> I mean, you know, laughter is contagious. Of the laugh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, laughter is contagious. So right. one person, like you could pick your nose, and one person laughs, and it sets off a chain reaction, and pretty soon, you know, you feel like you're killing. You know, more people the better is is, is the point. And if you guys have worked a big room. You know what I mean. That's what we're all after. Uh, uh, of course, the money's nice, but a big crowd, nothing like it. It's strong. It, kill, it, it, it keeps us going, doesn't it? Yeah, Would you agree with that, Matt? Definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, yeah. yeah. Crowd, yeah. Well, that crowd that the N.A. room we did. Yeah, that was about like 300, I think. That was, that was the, one of the biggest. I don't want to say the biggest. Chula Vista, I, don't know, I, I think it was, my, too. That was one of the biggest shows I've done, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Maybe not the big, I don't know, but it's definitely one of the biggest. Yeah. That was really fun. Yeah, and I'm really remembering that now. Thanks for bringing that up because I wouldn't have recognized you. <laughs> yeah. It's probably been 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because of the haircut. Yeah, I think it was about seven or eight, but it was definitely a while ago because I haven't yeah. been doing it for that long. But it would think it was right around when I started, right when I went my Jesus phase, like 19 Could years old. Could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't even know how I got a hold of you, but I just need uh, I needed some somebody online, to take a bullet. To take a bullet, and, and, and he shows, responded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, awesome. <laughs> With the Jesus face, it was okay. I, yeah, I had long hair down to my shoulders. Had a big beard. Hey, Rick's, okay. Rick's getting ready. We're doing sound check, man. You guys need to get down here. And yeah, uh, get your laugh on. We don't contend with anything, but 8 o'clock, Check it out. the comedy We're gym gets started eight at 8 o'clock. And so what we'll do here is... I really didn't down. want to put the rap on this you thing, but this has just been a great night of comedy, talking with Matt Black and Bob Murphy, going back in history. This guy's getting loud in this damn microphone, so I don't know what we're going to be able to do with this. I'm going to say thank you, Bob, for coming out. Matt, thank you for coming up. And obviously, you want to stand and do a little bit of work tonight? Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Do some time? You going to do some time? Yeah. Cool. It's going to be a nice night, guys. Hang on a second. Nice yeah, sure. Well, I'm Thank here. Of course. Hey, any chance, and man. That's why we do this. That's why we do this. Thing, get your you know? specials. We got specials. Uh, He's got to plug the room. Got to plug the room. He's talking about his sculpting and his 75 cents wings at the Tremont Bar and Grill. Try them out. You've been listening to you've been listening to Polone and Chubby podcast on Wednesday nights right before the Oceanside Comedy Gym. Thank you, sir. And this has been Polone and Chubby podcast. We get a break. I'm gonna tell you one last story. Sorry. I do a lot of interviews and and, and uh, what's cut off? Did the phone die? Yeah, there's about low battery. He's gonna go and it went low battery. Uh, low. Sorry guys, it's low battery. We're still on, right? We're still going. We're going. We're good. Super duper guy. You gotta come down here. We're not podcasting it in this show. No, it is not. Just a little bit. We don't want to give them all of that. Just so you can see what you're missing. I'm gonna plug you guys in in a minute here. 
We're still going, man. This is good stuff. Got a story. He was about yeah. to lay one more on us. I'll, I'll close out. A lot of people ask. Hey, Bob Murphy's here. Uh, we got him uh, interview tonight, guys. We've had a pleasure. Uh, he's going to do one last story. This is the Plone and Chubby Show. Uh, every Wednesday, 6.30 to 7.30. Bob, tell us a story, please. <laughs> it's going to cost you another Coke. Okay, you ready? So a lot of people ask, what was your worst show? Worst show. Worst show. I'll tell you mine. And you I'll tell, tell you, me yours. Okay. I, I, now, I didn't say I'll show you mine. I, you no, okay. So should I go Cause, first? Because you're black and, you know. This might knock way, you off the table. Don't be taking no Viagra. No, no Viagra. This is black a, and taking Viagra, that's, that's cheating. That's cheating. That's okay. cheating, okay? All right. So, so I'm doing this show, okay. small show, called the gas station or something over in San Marcos all one right. time. Gary Cannon's coming down from L.A. to headline. I'm featuring. Right before Gary's getting to come up, two chicks in the front row, wouldn't shut up. Wouldn't shut up. Like comic nightmare. Okay. And I'm I'm hitting them, you know, like. <laughs> and they wouldn't shut up. So I tried my best. Gary comes up and goes, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? How you doing? Welcome to the show. And they got a guy next to these two gals throws a beer in Gary's face. To impress the Didn't girls? tell a joke yet. Oh, God. Turned out he was the husband of the two girls. Right? Yeah. I Gets in a fight, starts throwing chairs. Gary's on the floor doing commando, trying to make it to the kitchen. <laughs> trying to make it to the kitchen, man. Right? This guy's a Marine that just got kicked out of okay. the service. Bartender comes over the bar with a baseball bat, chasing the guy out. Guy goes to his truck with a crowbar, starts smashing all the windows of the bar. Holy crap. Right? And I'm going, this is the coolest show I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Turns out they were... They get in the truck, try and run over the bartender who's trying to get rid of them. He's calling the cops. Turns out, they catch him, of course. Turned out they were all three on PCP. Amped up. Just out of their mind, wow. bro. Ended up in jail, of course. Man, I, but I, man, I don't think I got a cool story. That, top wow. that, Jack. That's, wow. Top that. Well, let's see. Um... I, I don't drink, but I do give them an opportunity to do a host of, of bar shows. And um, I ran a little room on a Tuesday night, called it Ha Ha Happy Hour at sure. a pizza joint in right. San Marcos. Every night, it seemed like, every Tuesday night, it seemed like a surprise to the staff that I was popping up and doing this comedy night. And how long had you been doing it? It was at almost that point? a year. <laughs> Every and they're week still it was surprised. a surprise. Whoa, you're still doing it. Like, right. uh, yeah. And sometimes I would push to try to get a showcase for a Saturday or a Friday show. Right. Actually bring in an audience. So they weren't recognizing the skills and my ability, and they weren't paying it, so it was all me funding. So probably my worst show was there. Um, I brought down two L.A. comics, a 
big name guy who's been on on um, Lifetime TV. He's been on one of these shows, so he's got a name notoriety. But sure. you bring him down here, gotcha. nobody's gonna know who he is. Right. But I paid him for his time, um, and I advertised, 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 and yeah, I had yeah, a yeah. nice sized crowd. Right. And then I had like five um, San Diego local up and coming, and you know, get, build a show. I made an awesome showcase, and they were understaffed. Right. They were mad at me. Because you had too many people? Because I had too many people. I was like, uh, this is a pizza place. Yeah. That, Serve that's some their, pies. That's, that's Serve their, some drinks. That's their problem? Rock. Too that's, many people? That's not my problem anymore. Um, and so now the service was dumping and the crowd was starting to get a little antsy. I start on time. I always, that's my thing. I, I, call, I hate being late for anything. I hate showing up late. So we have always been, um, that, that's my thing, you know. So my worst show was that show. Crowd was overwhelming the staff. Right. And I get kicked out of that place because I they weren't ready to handle what I was bringing them. So I'm getting kicked out of my shame spot on, that I shame, built up. Right. Shame on them. Right. Um, That's a and so when, when he finally now. realized what he's lost since I've gone, right. he's called me a couple times. Oh, man, you got to come back. I was like, no, nah, man, bad taste in my mouth. I can't do it. What was uh, the capacity the of the capacity. room? Yeah. So, what was the capacity went, of the room? It was a nice size pizza parlor. I mean, this thing would right. be host to um, team um, uh, soccer, soccer, uh, soccer um, matches, the trophy things. So it was a good three hundred. Could be yeah. three hundred. Yeah, it was big. That's a good room, man. Okay. Um, so yeah, it would be. Uh, you know, it's a good thing. And so if I was filling that thing up and surprising and popping up, and they're not ready for it, right. I was doing something right. Um, and yes, then they sure. didn't recognize the skill. God bless you. Um, yeah. You know, so, you know, I always like conjure well, and say, find mm, another we can place do it again. and do it again. Find another it again and build it up because yeah. it can happen. We can do that right here at the um, Tremont Bar and Grill here in Oceanside. Right. Rick's got and a good thing going Rick. on. We're talking about doing two other different rooms here as well. So we got it in us. I've got it in me. And we're going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is me. Thank you for coming out. Bob Murray Murphy, thank you, yeah. sir. My pleasure. This has been thank the Polonia and Chubby Thank podcast. you guys for listening thank and for supporting listening. live comedy. Come on out and see it live for yourself uh, you guys next have a Wednesday. Good night. All right, guys. Good have night. a good night.